and welcome to what will be the first episode of the Powder Room podcast with myself, Hannah. And this time I'm joined by my three guests who form a powerhouse of beauty knowledge that they've gained through a love of learning and a hands-on experience of working within the beauty industry. I should quickly address that due to the restraints of the current pandemic, we've had to improvise a bit with the format. So apologies in advance for any lagging or cutting off that might occur due to the technology. Um, And we're just going to dive right in and let our guests introduce themselves. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Would you guys like to introduce yourself and what you do um, and what your speciality topic in beauty is? If we go in alphabetical order, so it's so we know what we're doing, that would be easier. So if we start with Clara. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> me not knowing the alphabet. Um, <laughs> I'm Clara. I am a trained makeup artist and hairstylist, um, but I'm also have been working in skincare for for like two and a half years now. Um, so yeah, I'd say probably my specialty topic would be makeup, but I'm also very sort of skincare based as well. Amazing. Uh, what's next in the alphabet? G, that's you, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Greta. I work for skincare as well. I've been working for about two years with skincare, but I am a makeup artist, like back in the day. But my speciality is skincare. Amazing. And last but not least. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirsty. I've worked in skincare for about 10 years, on and off, and makeup the same as well. Um, I would say I'm more <coughs> makeup, but obviously, yeah, I've got some skincare knowledge in there just because it's been so long. <laughs> um, but in there somewhere. I'm more, interested somewhere. In I'm more interested in makeup, so that tends to be more my thing. Amazing. So we might as well just dive right into the first section of this podcast where we are going to discuss the topic of this episode which i thought would be spf because the weather is finally getting <laughs> slightly better so spf stands for sun protection factor which measures how much uvb protection a product provides you um sunscreen protection the numbers that i've got off here it's saying spf 15 protects you around against around 93 percent of uv rays SPF 30 around 97% and SPF 50 around 98%. Um, the stars on a bottle will indicate the percentage of UVA radiation absorbed by the bottle. Obviously, some brands use different types of packaging and use different types of classification, I guess. Yeah. We'll go into that. Um, UVB is skin deep and causes things like sunburn and is linked to types of skin cancer, whereas UVA penetrates the skin deeper and plays more of a role with premature aging of the skin and can also cause cancer as well. Um, basically, you want a broad spectrum SPF that deals with both. Just reading something the other day, I think I was just on a brand's website like looking it up because I bought a <coughs> load more um, SPF yesterday. I actually would be proud. I bought a few more bottles. Um, and it was basically saying about it depends also on the phototype of your skin, though. So it depends yeah. sort of like I am half Scottish and very pasty. So I have a high phototype. I burn quite easily. So I need to You're protect also myself a dark lot more. Hair. You've got also dark hair, which yeah. turns in because I would potentially be classified as a phototype one because I burn super easy. I'm really pale, a blonde hair, blue eye. However, because it's not like super blonde, I mm. could be on the cusp to phototype two. You're definitely two. Yeah, Hannah, I mean, even I though she's tan, got like, dark hair. Yeah, because I'm not like crazy. Oh, like I, I do tan, but obviously I'm just very <laughs> pasty. It's crazy. But I heard that 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 
changes how much you need to reapply. So like, for example, um, people with like mixed race skin as well, they won't need to do it as much because their skin tolerance is a lot higher. But you should always go for like two hours and then reapply. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what what the bottle would potentially say. Like, even if it's like an SPF 15 or an SPF 50, you should always yeah. go two yeah. hours out in the sun, reapply. I've heard this before where you're supposed to apply it like half an hour to 20 minutes before you even go in the sun as well. Yeah. Chemical SPF. Chemical yeah. ones, Chemical yeah. SPF to start yeah. working. So that's like, if you put it on when you're already in the sun, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're going to still have had some damage. Yeah. So yeah. I think as, it depends what you're doing as well. Because obviously yeah. like some people are like, oh, I apply it once a day. And it's like, well, if you're doing like what I'm doing right now and sitting out in the garden all day, it's, it's not enough. And also your your phototype of your skin is how tolerant, even with or without SPF, um, so with SPF, how long you should be sitting in the sun. Because even if you've yeah. got it on, you still shouldn't be sitting in the sun like all day long, just like no. trying no. yourself. You get sunstroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, but also probably that. will damage your skin. That brings the question of, what is the main difference between chemical and physical SPF? And well, basically, a chemical SPF would be underneath the skin uh, and it acts kind of like a sponge. So it, it absorbs everything and then turns it into heat and lets it out. And that's why you need to reapply every two hours because these sponges get filled up and then, then reapply to get more of them. Um, and then a mineral SPF would sit on top and be like a shield. So the sun rays actually doesn't penetrate the skin rather than just come on go soft yeah yeah and I think your your minerals as well tend to be things like your titanium dioxide and zinc oxide are your big ones for minerals I think physical SPFs as well sometimes get called physical they get called mineral on the bottle but it's the same it's the same thing yeah it's the same thing and there are only two SPFs in that so titanium oxide and um, zinc oxide and you can get mixes So, like, you can get um, sunscreens with a mix of, of both, which I quite like, especially for doing, like, sport and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you can get a mixture of both. You've got the protection of the physical and the chemical. Because, obviously, they both come with their sort of ups and downs. Like, with a mineral SPF, if you're wearing clothes, and I feel like if you've put, like, a jumper on and then you've taken it off, like, you could be wiping a lot of it off with that. Whereas with a chemical, obviously, because it absorbs into the skin, you're not going to have that much of a difference with it. No. But also because the chemical absorbs into the skin, um someone with rosacea or eczema or something like yeah, that, yeah. they shouldn't use it because yeah. it's not good for you. Or like and I'd say prone skin. And people with dark spots yeah. as well, prone to like having those dark spots and things like that, probably a mineral would be better as well because it's bouncing it off rather than yeah, having it Yeah, because it's in. not letting, letting it um, actually stimulate the melanocytes. That brings me to my next question, which is, is there typically better ones that are better suited to a certain skin type? So, for example, you said, People with eczema, with blemish-prone skin, they would be better suited with a physical. Yeah. 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 And then what would you say if people with dry skin, would it matter either? I think it's more the formulation of the SPF apart from the sun protection, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm quite breakout prone and I get like, not even breakout, I, I get like milia or very like clogged pores or just enlarged pores very, very easily, especially with SPFs. I found one now which does work, but so many SPFs for me, like when they're physical or mineral have like, can do that. It just depends on the formula that is, that they're, they're then sort of suspended in, I suppose. Yeah. Like I can't use chemical SPFs at all. However, with like physical ones, um, depending on the formula, because they, they use a lot of like more natural ingredients and that obviously is not good for me either. Like they will 
burn my face off. Some of them, so. <laughs> I feel like we should probably let people know that Greta's furry face gets burned off very yeah. easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremely reactive skin. Yeah. You've already kind of answered this one. So you're saying you should be applying at least every two hours, reapplying. Yeah. Um, if you're out and about in the sun, yeah. But if so you're like if you're doing inside, it's like if you're if it's like what me compared to you guys, I should be reapplying every two hours. But it's sort of yeah. like every two hours that you have spent <laughs> outside. Yeah. But yeah, no. But if you sat inside, if you're only out in direct sunlight for like fifteen minutes a day, once a day is fine. But if you want to be out and about, yeah. technically you have to reapply, and that's the pain of having like makeup on. Yeah. I think as well when it comes to SPF what one's the best as well like I find makeup artist wise that chemical SPFs are better for makeup wise like so for like brides if you're getting flash photography done because it's the mineral SPFs that tend to cause the flashback that people talk about with SPF and if you're using a chemical one you're not going to get that perfect well you might but that's not due to the SPFs due to something else (laughs) (laughs) any particular SPFs that you guys like using so, like you said, with makeup, if you do a lot of, oh, she's got hers right there. Hers <laughs> <laughs> is so ready. I love it. Um, I've got my two. I, I think many examples. I have actually the one I've been using recently is just like the really small bottle, but this is the Ultra Sun one, the new formula. They reformulated their face ones last year, um, and I am loving that because it's not greasy, it doesn't break me out. And I was out with the dog for like like three hours the other day, like in the sun, but in and out, obviously, like going in between shades and trees and stuff. But I was like sweating, and I still didn't burn. And like I was like great, and I'm not getting like clogged pores or anything. And being an oily skin, it's not making me even more oily either. Love that. Is that? Did you say that was chemical or? Yeah, it's their chemical one. They do do a mineral range, but if I'm being completely honest, it's really thick and chalky feeling for me. Um, I'm not a fan of their mineral range. If I was to use a mineral no. one, it would be the it would be the Dennis Gross. I find is the best mineral one, like texture wise. Yeah, sounds really good for pigmentation as well. Actually, yeah. the ordinary the ordinary does a really good mineral one as well. You know. oh, really? Mm. I think it's like seven pounds or something, so it's it's quite good actually. I'm that person who doesn't put it on very often, even though I definitely should. <laughs> um, if I'm on holiday, I swear by Estaderm. I know it's like people kind yeah. of, I know Greta's face, but it works for me. I took it. See, I, I love it. I really like it. I took it when I went I to it. Greece like a couple of years ago and I am the person who burns in like five minutes and yeah. I got the most amazing tan from it. I did burn a little bit, but that was more for my own not putting it on enough. Um, but it protected me and I got an amazing tan and my skin, nothing peeled. I didn't like, you know. So in terms but you're of, like, bound to get a really good tan from them though because that's literally how they're formulated. Am I allowed to finish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's begun. <laughs> well... <laughs> I love it. Me. And that's the one that I always recommend to people because I, I, yeah. like, I just think it works for me, but like I know it doesn't work for everyone. And that is a mix of chemical and mineral. Um, and they have got a lot of science behind them as well. They've been around yeah. for a long time. So I like that side of it. But yeah, I have I to say, it. I really like the SSM. Like when I was trying to choose like my favorite, it was very, very close between the Ultrasun and the SSM. The only thing that picked the Ultrasun for me is the price range. It's yeah. a lot better. Obviously, yeah. with the Institute ones, they are. Like forty four pounds. Yeah, they are yeah, like nearly fifty pounds. On a, on a daily basis, ones. I wouldn't use it like underneath makeup and stuff because it is. Thick. Yeah. <laughs> For my face, I use um the Estude Health one. Hmm? Oh. 
Oh, so it's a mineral she's a one. blogger. I'm, yeah. I'm a blogger. <laughs> um, it's a mineral one, but it's like it's really light. So it's it's compared to like Western formulas where the mineral ones tend to be super thick. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Asian formulas will be different. Um, however, my face is so dry at the moment; can't use it. <laughs> I know, shock horror. Um, <laughs> still use it, but shouldn't. Um, because I can't use any of the chemical ones, which I wish I could, because they are nicer under yeah. makeup, as we said, mm. and they tend to be so much more like affordable. Yeah, because I you use so if- much SPF, it's just it feels like you're wasting a lot of money on buying the really really expensive ones if you're applying as much as you should be. Yeah, I think as well, like when it comes to makeup and what I found like massively through trial and error, like I'm very, very oily skinned and I do wear makeup during the day. Like I don't like buying and I I don't want to brand shame here, but like I know so many people love it, but there's like the Ren mineral with like, which is the mattifying one. It makes me more oily because it's so stripping and it's so sort of like you put it on, it feels like it's almost like and sucked everything out of your skin, which might be what you want there and then. But in 10 minutes time, you're going to be even more oily because your skin is smart. And if it puts oil where it thinks that you need oil. So if you're stripping all that off, it's going to end up pushing more out. And through the day, I find I get a lot more oily. So I tend to use ones that aren't for like oily skin tone types just because I find they don't make me as oily weirdly that makes sense Greta what was the name of that one again because it jumped when you said it Etude House where do you buy that from oh I buy it from Amazon it's like 10 pounds how big is it Uh, how many mils it's 55 mils yeah because isn't it like you're meant it's meant to be like a teaspoon so that's what like five mils is your face neck and sort of Exactly. Like, it sort of equates to like half a teaspoon just for your face which is a lot more and I think people don't realize that you have to use so much and I find mm-hmm. like when you first sort of put it on you literally turn white and you're like oh my god I've made a mistake but you just as you go with it it will yeah I saw that somewhere it's um your for your whole body they said to go with a glass and I was like I don't even think that's yeah. for your whole body because then it's like it's a teaspoon for your arm teaspoon for your other arm teaspoon for your like torso then like your abdomen and then it's like teaspoon for your thighs and teaspoon for your shins or something like that isn't it yeah so it I ends up to be a lot <laughs> i'd love to see if it goes on but i obviously should do it more but yeah. i am a bad example of how to use spf i put it on <laughs> sparingly and only if i have to <laughs> actually if you are like scared not applying enough on your body like um a continuous mist one is usually the better yeah. choice because you end up putting much more on because yeah, you yeah. think you're not putting enough. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But I find like if people do them in the wind, they just blow off. Super goop. They have like a spray one, which was quite nice. I know um, oh, Esther now as well, which I quite liked. I think I took it on holiday as well. Yeah, I was just looking on Superdrug yesterday, and I know like Ombre Soleil or whatever their own brand is. They do the mist, and they're only like five pound for like the bottle. And they do um, have quality, don't they? Like a, Yeah, I actually bought one to try it, so I will let you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> formulations, but they are still regulated, aren't they? So yeah, they yeah. as much as the more expensive ones. It's just obviously they might not yeah. feel as nice. I yeah, mean, essentially, in SPF, what what brings the price up in SPF is like with Institute Estadon, for example, because they've got that technology where it's actually stimulating your melanin yeah. and like will make everything kind of last longer, like your um, 
tan will last longer with it. So that will bring the price up rather than the SPF. Pigmentation product from that range is really good. A lot of people do swear by that one for minimizing the wet one. Um, oh, the so white ones, the, the photo yeah. regal or whatever. That one, uh, a lot of people swear by that. I don't have pigmentation, but I know people who've been really into it and it has worked for them as well. I think we've covered most of pretty much all the questions I had for that. So <laughs> that was a real comprehensive overview of SPF. Loving it. So I think if we move on to the Q&A section because I've got quite a few questions here. <laughs> so the most popular one that I got was how to get rid of clogged pores and blackheads. And personally, my favourite question, how to unclog my Carol Baskin sized pores. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what they're doing in their routine that's clogging them in the first place. Is it like oily skin? Yeah too much makeup and not taking it off properly are they exfoliating properly there's a lot of kind of factors in mm -hmm. that so it yeah i'm on the skin type and what they're doing at the moment yeah. i have to say because i'm i'm quite oily and i get clogged pores is my biggest thing and redness and like blackheads and blech. i'm quite like troublesome skin it's easily aggravated um i find for me the biggest thing is like regular exfoliation but when i say regular i do not mean every day um <laughs> <laughs> would use um would use like a chemical rather than a physical as well and um, with an exfoliant so not a gritty feeling one one that's using sort of active ingredients instead of like scrubby feeling um because it's actually a lot more gentle and the skin only takes off sort of what it needs to i'd probably recommend like a lactic acid for people first time because it's the most gentle but make sure you're using that about like three times a week just to keep like getting off all that dead skin yeah that's the thing for me. With, it kind of starts with um like how you're washing your makeup off as well like a makeup yeah. wipe will not do anything for you um, and you should not use a makeup wipe oh my god Greta literally you know that's that's kind of no but you're literally just moving everything you're aggravating your skin you're just pulling on your skin it's just not good for you so like, terrible do, I did a Q I did a Q and A on my um on my professional Instagram the other day and someone <laughs> someone asked me is a makeup wipe enough to get off my makeup I'm not joking if you want to see someone get triggered go on to my saved I was like there and I was like no don't do it they should be banned they're bad I literally went off and on it's just no I put them in the bin it's, it's a desperate like if you haven't got anything else fine but not as a regular thing no, no. if you've got your skincare there like a cleansing oil is amazing like and then i i double cleanse so i'll take my makeup oh, yeah. double cleanse. and then yeah. a nice like fresh one in the shower so it depends my foreo has made a massive difference <laughs> to my clogged pores especially milia so it like vibrates and i use that with my cleanser and it sort of breaks everything down kind of like and then if i put like a mask on like let's say like a clay mask on it then just helps really take out helps sort of loosen everything up before you put that on that works a treat that's the main reason that people normally have if they say they have large pores one of the main yeah. reasons is because it's got stuff in there and that's what's yeah. largest that's what because really the thing is like your pores are your pores they're there anyway people are like how do i make my pores smaller yeah you can't, you can't. Yeah. unfortunately you can, you can make them appear smaller but it's basically making sure they're clean. I think as well, like using a BHA, so like a salicylic acid, if you're getting like blackheads or breakouts is also another good one is that is that goes into the pore and cleans out from the inside. But one thing to remember is it is quite drying. So you've got to make sure that you're on it with your moisturizing routine as well. 
And there's, a, I think there's a thing as well, like a misconception about poor being able to open and close. Yeah, no, they're once they're there, they're there. It's yeah. like they're there. Yeah. Cleaner, like cleaner yeah. or like smoother or whatever, but you, can't, you can never shrink them. That's how they are. No, no. Yeah. You can like, yeah, it's all about the appearance rather than actually what, yeah. what they yeah. are. Yeah. So love your paws, guys. It's because they ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you get rid of pores, you you're going to look so strange. You're gonna enter like the uncanny valley of skin. Like, you're gonna look weird. Yeah, exactly. Because I also ranted about this on Instagram the other day as well. It's like how much people online, like if you're scrolling through Instagram, you're seeing people with smooth skin that like, I want it. Sorry, they're selling a false product. They're using Facetune. It's not yeah. real. Like no. I am not a Barbie doll. You all have pores. Everyone has skin texture. Everyone has things like they're lit. Facetune, especially if people are makeup artists. Oh, hello, Bubba. Um, especially if people are makeup artists. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> um, and it's like they're them putting their photos up with like smooth skin. I'm sorry if you are a makeup artist and you are doing that. You are a lie. Yeah, it's not healthy to see that either. That's why I love um, yeah. Katie James because she always posts her photos and just has like links all the texture in. I'm like, yes, yeah, like, that's yeah. skin. That's normal. <clears throat> Yeah. Like it's bad that when we see it, we're like, "Oh my god!" Like that's actually what skin looks like, and we're shocked. It's like, no, that's literally. Yeah, because you're not used to it. <laughs> Another question I've got is, um, my under eyes are dry, no matter what moisturizer I use, and my concealer still bunches and lines. What do I do? I mean, use first a lighter thing, product. Yeah, eye cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't use your moisturizer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, eye cream. I've had a long life. Uh, fight with eye creams and in my experience I've not found one that's worked and my concealer always creases so it's just about kind of applying it and then re kind of you know rejigging it every so often just to make sure it's like in the right place but I've never found anything that doesn't either look dry or doesn't crease but that's just me yeah I have to say from like a makeup perspective is like the lines are there the makeup's yeah. gonna sit in them there's yeah. nothing you can do that it's always gonna settle to a certain extent but I have to say so many people use extremely extremely thick concealers under their eyes to try and get rid of them it's actually gonna make mm. it look worse so if anything use a lighter crazy. product or mix your product with an eye cream to keep it like a bit more like fluid if that makes sense rather than and using a thick, heavy product stop, to try and cover it up stop with the <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I do like bake product here, but it's not for baking. It's sort of if I've forgotten to do my eyeshadow first, I'll put it here so it catches full out, but I, I don't do it all the way in, in like here. See, I'm no. just anti powder anywhere. No, it's going nowhere near my eyes. I'll tell you that. I've got no powder. It looks nice for about five minutes and then it looks really dry, really good. Yeah. Not yeah. nice. Because it will suck up any sort of moisture anyway. So if you put a lot of powder, especially if you put a mica or like a talc powder on the it's just going to be. And it's going to be cakey, yeah. it's going to be, yeah. No. So we're saying use an eye cream. And yeah. yeah. What kind of eye cream do you think is better? Because do you think more of a, a thicker one to deal with moisture or a lighter one so that it I think it's personal error. preference. Personal yeah. preference and trial and error. Like I, my two favourite ones, the Ven Effect one for me is one of my faves. At the moment, Greta, don't kill me, I'm using the Le Mer Eye Balm Intense. Purely <laughs> because it's an eye... <laughs> bougie but like purely because it's an eye balm and I love eye balms because yeah, the they don't fully sink into the skin they leave a bit of a slip so when it comes to putting on um like a concealer because I also use um at the moment I haven't found a concealer I love but um, I mean it's not gonna be me who kills you it's going to be the Le Mer. 
<laughs> it's good like it is not worth the price i'll tell you that now god, no. but it is, <laughs> it is it is it is decent stuff it's nice but it's not worth god however much they charge for it a billion pounds <laughs> yeah so, so maybe yeah. don't go straight for lamer yeah, yeah I think, but yeah, alginists have a nice eye bump yeah, I've I've been using the Algernus one recently. I've like not been wearing so much makeup. It is actually like hydrating that area and giving it a chance yeah. to like. Yeah. I do like the Algernus eye balm because it's not a heavy eye balm. It's just yeah. like really nice. Yeah, that's because I used that before Lemaire. Well, it lasts for ages. Yeah, but I'm also the person who will use lanoline on my entire face because I'm dry. No. <laughs> Okay, so anything that's not either triggered your because you're like me you get like eczema around your eyes mm-hmm. have you found anything yet that hasn't triggered that lanolin <laughs> <laughs> no um the, the alginist products I, I usually get along with the alginist products they don't seem to um upset my eye area and like clara said the benefit one is quite nice for it but when it, when I do have eczema around my eyes, like barely anything will work. So yeah, it's better just to leave them, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what I like about that Venefect one as well is it it's kind of like a hybrid between a, a balm and a cream. It's not really a cream, but it's not like a thick, thick balm. It's like a like a balm gel almost. I don't really know how to really say it. It's still good. So yeah, we're saying use an eye cream, use a light concealer, and stay the f away from any powder in that area. Yeah. See, I wouldn't say stay the hell away from powder. I do use powder on my eyes. Not, I do use it. Because you use a copious, like an unreasonable amount of fucking concealer underneath your eyes. No, okay, right. We need to get this straight. (laughs) Greta, okay, I use a very normal amount of concealer compared to most people that wear makeup. Actually, I probably use less than people that wear like heavy, heavy makeup. Greta will literally touch the concealer, wipe it off, and then put it on her face. That isn't concealing. (laughs) But do I have any sort of, you know, creasing underneath my eyes? No, I do not. (laughs) Because there's nothing under there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's working out for me. (laughs) This one's related kind of to our topic um, earlier. Says, should I use a moisturizer combined with an SPF or should I use them separately? I already know. What. Separately. Yeah, that again, too? Oh, um, yeah, what? separate if possible. Yeah. Like, again, separately. One. So, would totally use one that's in a moisturizer if I understand that's <laughs> very minimum, like, protection that probably lasts about five minutes. Yeah. So, if I'm being, yeah. yeah, you should definitely have separate, but I am not right on that. A moisturiser with an SPF in it, it will work, but you will have to use so much more yeah. to get that equivalent of the SPF. So, like so you your moisturiser... Hmm? So it's like, like you can't reapply it as easily either. Like, you know, with no. like, loads of moisturiser on your face just to get the SPF. So it's yeah. yeah, it just dilutes it so much yeah. that, like, you need to use a teaspoon, of half a teaspoon, let's say, like, on your, just on your face. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine that diluted of SPF and then imagine that diluted into a cream. You're going to be using like a puddle. Yeah. yeah. No. And also, like, they're not lying on the packaging. The moisturiser will have an SPF of 30, but will have an SPF of 30 and it will last you about a week and a half. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not, yeah. 
yeah and you're wasting you're then wasting good product like if you're spending like let's say you're spending 50 pounds on a nice face cream why do you want to be wasting that extra product because you want to be getting the extra out of your spf why don't you just buy that cream without the spf then buy like a cheaper spf and put that on over the top and then you're not going to be wasting the good ingredients that are then in your cream yeah yeah because an spf like an spf in your moisturizer will offset the formula so anything that's active in there will kind of not do what it needs to be doing anyway so it's just yeah Um, another one is saying what products do you recommend to reduce redness in the skin oh i love well i love i have so much redness in my skin i think it's probably my biggest skincare sort of target i'd say um i get red very very easy but obviously it massively depends on why your redness is there and what's causing it if it's like a reaction to a product stop using that product um but for for me mine is just like my skin can be unsettled i get it really badly um when i've had a few too many drinks oh it depends on uh what the actual problem is like obviously if it's really something that needs more treatment like a medical treatment rather than (laughs) things can help but they're not gonna target the cause or whatever (laughs) and Laura has a towel (laughs) (laughs) this is like oh my god I'm crying it's making me very emotional all I can hear is Clara sniffing with her towel (laughs) I look down she's like it's hay fever I'm in the countryside jeez (laughs) if someone's got like redness caused by sort of like if they had acne or they've got blemishes and it's caused by inflammation what would you say is best for that so something like that like there's so many things that will kind of help with any sort of redness but nothing's going to take it away though mm-hmm. but you can look into like oat based products because that's going to help with any sort of inflammation because obviously the red redness is coming from an inflammation in your skin yeah. um but but then again like oat based products will be more natural some people react to the natural it's more common you react to natural ingredients than to chemical like not chemical but um yes you know, lab formed ingredient ingredients because you're you're if you think about allergies like you're allergic to things that naturally occur in nature yes so good. this is such a good point so many people get scared when you'd be like, oh, do you want, are you more like a natural brand or are you more sort of like your scientific? I think people get put off like your sort of lab made ingredients so easy because they're like, oh, they're chemicals. First things first, every single thing in the world is a chemical. Everything's yeah. a chemical. So don't be put Everything off by will a chemical. Everything will have a chemical formula. Yeah. 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 Find out what's best for your skin. Don't just get put off immediately by the word yeah. chemical or the word natural. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah because you do tend to react more like Gresh said to natural ingredients like I know that I react like crazy to rose anything rose artificial rose mainly so <laughs> that defeats the natural thing I know it does no, but it's like, <laughs> just do a bit of a u-turn there it's fine I react to rose Can, you know artificial rose <laughs> Very yeah, red. but it's also artificial. like rose just makes me go so red and so dry I don't know why yeah but yeah it's actually quite common that you react to rose because yeah and it's it's like also advertised so much as sort of like oh it's good for sensitive skin is rose water i'm like "Hmm, not for me (laughs) really specific question about brand here um so so why is the ordinary so cheap for how good it is or is it not actually that good um they've got really good formulations and that's 
obviously the most important bit, but why it's so cheap is because the vendor of every single ingredient will change from batch to batch. Yeah. They will find the cheapest one, not specifically the best one, mm. if, if that makes sense. So they can keep everything really, really cheap because it's not a lot of things going into it. It's not their own formulations. Mm-hmm. So they've got like vitamin C products. So it's not going to be their own like formulation because they, they are under like a massive brand anyways. Um, they're Estee Lauder. So yeah, obviously Estee Lauder is going to... Huh? I thought it was that they bulk bought good ingredients and then because they bought so much of it, they could keep it cheap. I thought it was that way around. They're good Yeah, but I think it's... They get them in different places all the time. Yeah. So if you buy one product and then like six months later buy another one, it could be coming from a completely different place. They could be slightly different and work slightly different. It's not going to be bad. Grades of products or vitamin Cs or whatever, aren't they? I thought they were just buying a big batch of it, so that's how they keep it cheaper and kind of taking out the filler ingredients that aren't necessary. Or is that not? That's probably one of the reasons as well. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, that's what I heard when they first started. I thought that was their thing, but I could be totally wrong. When they first started, like, the information coming out from that brand was a bit dodgy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit dodgy. Spilling the tea. Um, <laughs> and it was a bit dodgy up and, like, because with, um, with the ordinary, like, it's obviously, it's, it's had its scandals, but also because they sell so many different things, people don't know what they get. Like, mm-hmm. they they will get a retinol and then they will see like a 1% retinol and they're like, oh, 1% so little. And then if you don't necessarily go in there to a store, you get it online and you don't know yeah. really what, what what the actual product is. I have so to say, I think that's, that's huge because like I'm on a Facebook group, which is it's called like the Glamour Beauty Club or something. And it's basically like everyone can just go and ask loads of questions and people ask and blah, blah, blah. But the biggest one I get is people being like, what does this mean from the ordinary? Because they don't really tell you what it does. They just tell you the sort of chemical slash active that they use. And so many people don't really know what that is or how to use it. Like, for example, like retinols. So many people misuse retinols. And also with glycolic acid as well. Like, if you're using that too much and you're getting redness and you're dry, it's probably why. Like, yeah, and wonder why. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they should come with, like, packaging that is good and properly tells you like exactly what the product is exactly how to use it and like how often to kind of use it as well otherwise people are literally buying things they have no idea what they are because because they're staffed in store they're like they know their shit yeah but obviously you don't go into store that often when it comes to the ordinary (laughs) not now not now no but even when it comes to the ordinary like you did because it began online you didn't go into store yeah 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 you're right, they yeah. should have like tutorials on their website or like warnings saying before you buy this, read this information. Like, yeah. yeah. But that should go for a lot of brands, I think, online yeah. as well that are selling retinols. Like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's crazy. Yeah, but it is then crazy. People go like, oh, but my skin's resilient. It will take it, it will work, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but people can eat McDonald's every single day and not get fat. It doesn't mean that they won't die from heart attack in the. Yeah. yeah, near future. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't see what's happening in the future; you just see what's happening now. Yeah, yeah you're massively sensitizing your skin, yeah. Mass- yeah. especially to the sun. As we're talking about SPF, if you're using a retinol, you need to be using a fifty at least when it comes to an SPF, and, oh, and a lot every two hours and a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because then people are leaving their skin like open to a whole load of like nasty shit. But, mm. You know, if, yeah. if, if you're using all these products properly, they're amazing. 
if you haven't been given the right information or you're just going by like the latest Instagram bullshit, whatever, <laughs> it's like you need to be yeah. aware of your skin and why it does what it does. Otherwise, yeah. Oh, like, somebody started on Instagram influencers that don't know what they're doing. No, but it's a waste of product. It's a waste of time. And ultimately, it could be dangerous for your skin. So it's... Like, yeah. It's yeah, not, you're spending money on something. You want to know what it's going to do. Yeah, and you, you just because it's right for someone doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. There's so many variables. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's I, but then... Education about it and also yeah. brands being responsible. Another one I've got, which is kind of similar to one we had before. Um, so my face is dry and I've used ceramides and hyaluronic acid, but nothing works. With ex- and then it just says with exfoliating and stops there. So I don't know whether that means she's exfoliating. I'm guessing. I mean, exfoliating every day, stop doing that. Do they think that the hyaluronic acid is an acid that's going to exfoliate the face? I th- no, I think she's maybe saying with ex- she's exfoliating. Yeah, as well. yeah, but if it's dry and she's using Oil. ceramides and, and hyaluronic acid, which is for hydration, mm. what moisturizer? I yeah, I you need to be using like an oil, and you can get really cheap, like marula oil. Um, you can get it super cheap in like Holland and Barrett. You probably get it on Amazon as well, just like a pure marula oil. Just use that on your skin, like really easy, simple. Pop that on. Yeah, yeah. or combine yeah. it with moisturizer and then an oil on top. Because if you use ceramides and hyaluronic acid, and then don't put like a glycerin type product on top of it, it's not going to lock it in, and it's just literally yeah. going to evaporate out of your skin, and you've wasted product. So yeah, that's the thing. Because I have to say, Greta, you taught me this as well. Like when people just use serums without sort of locking them in with a cream, like yeah, the great. the atmosphere acts like a vacuum and just pulls it out. It doesn't do anything. So if you're putting your serum on, lock it in. Like at the end of the day, like your moisturizer, so your top step, that cream, isn't really going to be doing much deep down in the skin. It's more of just sort of the skin that you can like visibly see. And that is just to sort of lock everything in. Yeah. So also, going on from that, where do you stand on the when you put oil on? Because there's like a whole thing I read, uh, an article on the cut, and there's like a massive argument, debate about it still, whether you put oil on before moisturiser or after moisturiser. What do you like to do? After moisturiser. After uh, moisturiser. It's, it's, basic, it's basic chemistry because oil penetrates water, water doesn't penetrate oil. So if you put oil first and then water-based product on top, that water-based product is just going to float around. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. yeah, I used to do like my serum or oil, then my cream, then my eye cream. And now I'll do like a serum first. But if I'm using an oil, I'll do my cream, my eye cream, and then my oil last. And I have to say, I have to see the difference. What type of makeup do you recommend for oily skin for a natural everyday look? So they're not wanting something too heavy, but they're wanting something. Borean. This is amazing. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Best one. Stop moving it. It's slightly pacifying as well, and it it has got APF for lazy like me, so it does kind of cover that a little bit as well. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it's it's kind of a semi matte finish. So I've actually got dry skin, and I prefer something a bit creamier. So I put loads of oil with it or underneath it or whatever. But for an oily skin, I've found like Cara loves this one, don't you? Because it just yeah, um, I'm so oily as well. But I think the biggest thing. Yeah, I think for me, like, it does cover and you can build it or you can use it really, really, like, easily with your fingers and just whack it on. It takes literally 30 seconds. Or for me, the biggest thing that has changed, like, how oily I get is in the morning. Like, I used to be washing my face and, like, touching my face a lot and, like, stimulating my skin quite a lot. (laughs) Don't stimulate your skin too much in the morning. Like, I tend to just use a plain foaming cleanser that's, like, really gentle, just really lightly getting off any sort of oil that I've built up, like, overnight. 
and then I go in with like a light cream and I don't spend ages on like touching and like stimulating your skin because if you're stimulating your skin you're sort of waking up those oil glands and it's going to end up being a lot more um so I don't do that in the morning and that's made a big difference as well to my makeup and how much that lasts because when it comes to makeup like you can use as much like oily skin makeup you want but it, it comes down to your skincare anyway mm-hmm. I don't do any of my skincare or makeup for oily skin like I don't I know that sounds really ridiculous but it's made the biggest difference no. like if you use like oily skin cleansers a they're really stripping like they're all quite stripping they're all quite drying which actually in the long run it's going to make you more oily and make it worse and it just makes you look good for sort of the first hour or two but then if you're going in and wearing makeup let's say you're going to work well not at the moment you're sitting in the kitchen for eight hours then you're gonna by the end of that you're gonna be looking a hell of a lot more oily because it's too stripping and it's too matte and it's too heavy it's kind of like fire with fire, I usually say, when it comes to oily skin. Mm. Because you want to yeah. put an oil on to stop your oil producing. Regulate. Also if, you're looking, <clears throat> also, if you're looking to like a niacinamide, because niacinamide will help kind of balance out the skin. And that goes for anything like dryness, sensitivity, like redness, everything. It will kind of help yeah. just balance everything out. Um, but obviously not everybody's going like, to see a massive difference with the niacinamide. I had a massive argument with my friend the other day about this. She's like, it was supposed to be a great, like, fix it all for my skin. And I was like, no. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I now use an oil morning and night. I use the Herbal Emerald Oil. I use it morning and night, and I swear by the stuff. I never, I, oh my goodness, if you told me, like, six months ago that I'd be using an oil in the morning before my makeup, I probably would have slapped you in the face and told you to piss off. But now, it's so good. Like, just a little bit, like, literally three or four drops all over, pat that in, done. And I don't get oily through the day, like, well, a little bit, but not nowhere near I, as bad as I used to. I only brought, like, a really, really small one because I thought I was going to be here for, like, you know, maximum of two weeks uh, <clears throat> and I'm running out and I'm like what am I gonna do I don't have an name I live here now <laughs> <laughs> this is my new home yeah hi welcome it. to the north Clara <laughs> is there you specifically like using that's quite light I I have to say being a makeup artist and working on people that have had oily skin that always like, oh, I don't put too much moisturizer on. Like, don't be fooled. Like Greta said, fight fire with fire. Like you still need to be like, a big thing is oily skin doesn't mean that you're moisturized at all. Like it just means that you have overactive oil glands. That's it. Um, so making sure that you're still prepping your skin in the morning, that you're still like moisturizing beforehand because your skin needs to be happy and your skin needs to be sort of like soothed in the morning and then using like a good primer or something for me but I don't like using primers that too thick and too stripping because again like I said it's just going to make it worse um and I think using face mists have made a big difference not setting mists um I mean they work as well but I like skincare mists like my favorite would be like the cordially one I actually really like the cordially great water one which is the aerosol I really like that and just like hit that all over every now and then and instead of using powder through the day to like get rid of it use a tissue pull it in half so you know have like the different plies of like tissue put it in half just blot like press don't rub obviously press it in and blot off um first so you don't have to be powdering loads either Perfect. Well, I think that is an all-round answer to that question. On that note, <laughs> I think I will let you guys go, so you can carry on. <laughs> Done. We can carry on doing absolutely shit all for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna make it sound like we had lives, but yeah, we don't. <laughs> hey, I don't know about you, but I've got a really long journey to go to the fridge and get a beer. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much.